It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. What up, B? I'm going to throw it back at you. Already. That was quick. Just Are you saying what up to me? I'm yeah. doing great. No, Thanks no. I'm going to ask you, like, how are you feeling? Because I, I thought all day <laughs> driving in here, I'm like, what am I going to say? How am I feeling about this game? And, man, I am a bundle of emotion right now when it comes to the current situation with the team, the game tomorrow. Sirianni hurts. Like, I almost can't have small talk in my life. <laughs> Well, so for those who don't know a little inside baseball, I called Elliot yesterday just to talk to him about just a quick idea for a pod, like something we could do down the road. And it was supposed to be like a one minute conversation. And we ended up talking on the phone for 15 minutes about Nick Sirianni. Like, uh, it's just out of nowhere. I was out last night and someone's like, so what do you think of Sirianni? I almost looked at him like, are you kidding me? Like, is this <laughs> like, are you ready to talk for an hour and maybe even an hour and a half? Like, that's where we're already at at this point of the season. And it's. Like I said, I'm a I'm a bundle of emotion. Right yeah, now. there's a lot to be emotional about. Obviously, Eagles Chiefs on Sunday. We'll get into that. I think not a lot of optimism for that game coming off the Cowboys game. Although the line, the line is weird, man. The line has not gone gone up as I have expected. It's still seven points on the Parks Sportsbook app. So um, that is, I guess, one reason for hope for those who believe in reading the line and all that. It should be more, but. Not a ton of hope, but I think as we sit here today heading into this game, and we will get into the game, and 215-592-9494 to get involved on on Eagles Chiefs. But also, you mentioned it, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. I think we're at a point right now where after three weeks, we have a lot of conflicting evidence about these two guys. And obviously, we're coming off the worst game Jalen Hurts has played in an Eagles uniform. And easily, I know only three, but easily the worst game Nick Sirianni has had in an Eagles coaching uniform, so to speak. And I think there's a lot of questions right now. There's a lot of... 
concern. There was a lot of belief as we headed into the season, as we always do, kind of getting excited for the season, getting ready for the season, mm-hmm. starting to believe more in what we see, and then that week one performance, and it's, it's let's go. Jalen Hurts is the guy. Was, Nick Sirianni's the guy. And it was easier when they were four and zero in joint practice. Yes, and now we're in a very yes. different spot. So, so where are you at? Let's let's focus on the two most important people on this team. The two most important people this season, as I've said to you many times, my only goal for this season is yeah. to find out: is Jalen Hurts the guy? Is Nick Sirianni the guy? Right now, where do you stand on both these guys? And if you had to choose, if you have to pick, which one of these guys are you more concerned about right now? Where do you stand right now? I am more concerned about Jalen Hurts wow. than I am Nick Sirianni. And, wow. And let me explain to you how I, how I got there. Now, anyone that's listened to this show, listened to the pod, listened to me, you know, do my hits throughout the week, know I have been maybe Jalen Hurts' biggest offender on the station. Maybe, maybe me or Joe Giglio, I would say, right? Like, I, am in, I have been in on Jalen Hurts, and I'm not out on Jalen Hurts yet. But my opinion of Hurts is not coming from a place where I was already skeptical or I was not one of the people that said they drafted him to be a backup. He was inaccurate coming out of college. Like, I'm not beginning at that place. I began at a place where I think Jalen Hurts is very talented. I think he has all the intangibles you want. I've seen him succeed at all levels of college football or all levels of football up until the NFL. But I cannot lie. These last two weeks, the eye test for me is not passing for Jalen Hurts. When I watch him play, I think he does a lot of things well, but he does. There's one thing I don't know if he can do, and that's be a consistent passer. I just don't know. And maybe he can develop into it. Maybe he can't. But what I know is his deficiency, which I believe right now is is his arm, is going to be a lot harder to overcome and develop than it is for whatever Nick Sirianni's deficiencies are. I think Nick Sirianni is getting too much blame, first of all, for the loss last week. I think the loss against the Cowboys was pretty much solely on Jalen wow. Hurts. I think if they had a strong disagree. If they got an average quarterback in that game, I think they have a chance to win it, or at the very least, it's way closer. This whole thing about he didn't run it enough, like Jalen Hurts played a part in that. Jalen Hurts held it on a lot of RPOs, right? And I know you can say, well, just call a running play, but the game got out of hand quickly, like because Jalen Hurts played poorly. If Jalen Hurts hits that throw, which I think if not over half the quarterbacks in the NFL hit, like a, a good portion of them hit. If he hits that first throw to Jalen Rager on the opening drive, it's 7-7 seven to seven and the whole game's different. Jalen Hurts was the reason they lost that game. And then you go to the Niners game. I think Sirianni was the reason they lost that one. But Hurts did miss throws in that game. And they really only had two or three like real drives, right? So overall, it, coming from a place starting the season of saying, I think Hurts is going to be good. I think he can be the guy. I also have to be honest, and I can't just let my prior opinions dictate what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is a quarterback that I'm not sure is good enough to, to be a consistent passer in the NFL, whereas I think Sirianni, his deficiencies, because they're not physical, he's a coach, right? You, you, I think he can learn from it. So I, I understand your points about Hurts. I'm not here to say that I am, I am totally sold on Hurts. I certainly have concerns after these last two weeks. I agree the arm is a question mark. The processing, can he read a deep? They are not really giving him the opportunity to sit back in the pocket and read a defense. He's leaving the pocket too early. There are things to be concerned about Jalen Hurts, but I don't think there's any question that there are things to be more concerned about with Nick Sirianni. First and foremost, I think Nick Sirianni has put Jalen Hurts in a poor position to be successful. That was the whole thing with Nick Sirianni. Mr. I'm going to come in and look at my players, and I'm going to look at what each player does well, and I'm going to put them in positions to be successful. I'm going to do what they do well. He has not done what Jalen Hurts does well. He has not put Jalen Hurts in positions to be successful, advantageous positions for him to utilize the skill set that he has, to utilize the talent that he has. And a perfect example, and I know that Hurts, 
part of it with the RPOs, but the running game. Like, help your young quarterback out. Call some run plays, some design run plays. When you did, they worked. The couple you did worked. Like, mm-hmm. do something to help your quarterback who is still only 23 years old, has still only started seven games in the NFL, and is deficient in certain areas. He needs to be coached up. He needs to be put in position to be successful. And I'm just where I'm at with Nick Sirianni, and I'm not I'm not out on either of these guys. It and neither been, am I. To it be has clear. been three games. Like I, they are young and very young in their roles and what they're doing. But what I'm nervous about right now with Nick Sirianni is this just feels like a guy who's not just in over his head, a guy who's in way over his head, a guy who doesn't know how to handle the situation he's in. And he is raw. He is green. He's never called plays in his life until this season. You know, he is mm. not someone who's coming in with this long resume. And a great point I've heard a lot of callers make this week, too, is that there's no veteran coaches on the staff to help him either. It's like Stoutland, and that's it. It's yeah, a bunch and of Stoutland's not a real help in this and case. Stoutland yeah. does his thing. He is great at what yes. he does, but Stoutland's not coming in and talking to him about, you know. He's never called plays. He's, exactly. Yes, yes. So, so I just think Nick Sirianni is in a position right now where he doesn't. He is not ready to handle what is coming his way, and he has done a horrific job. See, but I think that's the main difference, and why I think it's. I think it makes more sense to be concerned about Hertz. Is Sirianni's issue is a lack of experience? It's right? not just. That, well, hold on, hold on. I it's, mean, I've been unimpressed with his scheme, with his play calling, with these things. It's right. not just that. It's like, like for example, like when you see these forty-year-old guys hired, the the 35, 40-year-old guys who are hired. It's usually one or two guys, right? It's the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, they are a genius. Like when it comes to calling plays, when it comes to understanding offense, all that. From what we've seen, Nick Sirianni is not that, right? He's not. I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm not saying anything like that. But he's not those guys, and he's not the Mike Tomlin walk in a room and every single person in that room looks you with this awe and respect guy. Like he seems like a nice guy. He seems like he, he can interact with people well. But but does he have the gravitas and does he have the high end football calling capabilities to be a great head coach? I don't know, man. I'm really nervous about it. Well, so, but here's the thing. Like, I don't know that either, but I do know that there have been plays to be made that Hurts has not made. Like, in that we can see. Like, we can see there are guys that were open. Last week, Dallas Goddard, he has a long completion on a nice play design, right? It was nice throw by Hurts, nice play design. Next play, good call by Sirianni. Basically the same play, opposite side of the field. Goddard's wide open. Hurts misses the throw. The Rager touchdown should have been a touchdown, right? The uh, or should have been a better throw that would have been a touchdown against the Niners. If Rager doesn't step out of bounds, like that's a touchdown. So I think that you've seen that there are guys open and plays there to be made. Now that doesn't mean he's a genius or whatever, but like I'm not ready to say that he's not a great football mind because in Week One in Atlanta, his game plan was great. And they also had no idea what was coming. We did the whole like no one. Knows I who agreed. Agreed. Is, and, and that. Could have been the reason. But, they, they had no idea it was coming. But it's interesting that you say, like, Sirianni's in over his head. And it, could, it couldn't be more opposite for Hertz just in terms of personality, right? Like, Hertz is in the moment. He's ready for it, like, mentally. As, like, a person, he is handling this, this well, right? Like, he was the face of Alabama. He was the face of Oklahoma. No, those aren't the Eagles, but they're pretty close in a lot of ways. Like, he is not in over his head. Hertz's thing, Hertz's deficiency is physical, and that's the concern. Like, but you see, can learn. You can become more accurate. Josh you can, Allen was yeah, a, but Josh a horribly Allen's one example. Passer, right? but there have been passers over time who have become more accurate. It's hard to more, do, though. But if point. there's anyone very who's, hard who's got do. the work ethic and the dedication and the, the the attention to detail to do it, it would be Jalen Hurts. And one more thing on Sirianni that we haven't brought up yet. We're going to get to the phones in a minute. Get in now, 215-592-9494. Who are you more concerned about right now, Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni, and, of course, Eagles-Chiefs on Sunday. One more thing we have to mention. 
Most penalties in the history of an Eagles team through three weeks. One of the most penalties we've ever seen from a football team. And I think that's actually the team's biggest issue. And that is on the head coach, especially it, a head coach who's, who's if we're talking about someone who's coming in raw from a, a play-calling perspective and a leadership perspective and all that, the one thing that we were, like, hammered home about Nick Sirianni, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. fundamentals. This team is going to do the right things. They're going to play the game the right way. Like, those penalties are an example of that not happening. Like, that, the discipline matters. And, and whether or not it's players' faults or whatever, ultimately— that comes back on the head coach. It does ultimately come on the head coach. You're right, 100%. But this team also had a ton of penalties last year. So I do think, and I know you won't fight me on this one, like this could be more of a Howie problem. Like this could be the players on the roster. I mean, like the offsides things, like they're being taught to not jump offsides. It's not like Sirianni's overlooking this part in practice. I saw him in training camp. He hammers home the details. When Jalen Rager stepped out of bounds, like, Sirianni might have coached Rager harder than any other player on the roster in training camp, right? Like, these things are being taught. The players aren't doing it. And ultimately, it falls on the head coach, flat out, period. Like, it does. He's the head coach. But I think that's more of a player issue than, a, than something where I can point and say, like, mm, Sirianni can't coach. Because it, it, it's, it's, to me, it's on the player. But at a certain point, you're the head coach. You have to get the players to stop yeah, But it's doing not it. at that point. But if it's they, only three games. But it, uh, we're, we're getting pretty close. And also with, like, a guy like Derek Barnett and stuff, at a certain point, like, I understand that he's a better player than the backup. But at a certain point, if you're going to keep making the same mistake over and over and over again, no matter what you do, you sit him on the bench. Like, you do something. You don't just say, oh, like, we'll coach it out of you because that hasn't worked so far. Right. So there, there has to be some sort of answer. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phones. Let's see what people think. Who are you more concerned about right now? Obviously, we get it. There are reasons for concern on both. And we also get that it's only three weeks, so we're not condemning these guys. But I think there's real reason to be concerned about what we've seen from both guys. For me, though, I'm, I'm significantly more concerned with what I've seen from Sirianni. Elliot's more concerned with Hertz. Where are you at? 215-592-9494. Let's start it out. Where we do every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, James. How are we doing today? I'm good, pal. How are you, man? Wow, look at that. Two weeks in a row singing to us. Beautiful. I'll tell you what, that's my favorite thing going on the whip these days. It is it is good. Yeah. It stays in my head all day after I after I come on. You talk about your intro. Yeah. 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 You did a horrible job singing it, Tom. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I'm kidding. kidding. I am with you. I actually to the point where I went up to Matt Battle like during the day and said, Hey Matt. Your intro for Elliot's the best thing I've ever heard. It's, very it's good. like one of the I best things I was in Wawa ever. the other day, and aha, Take On Me comes on, and I'm yep. listening to it, waiting for Elliot's voice to come on. It's so good. I'm <laughs> yeah. with you, yeah. So, so uh, start off by giving you guys kudos. Um, I can't believe you made it through that entire podcast after the debacle with no earmuffs. <laughs> I know. That was, that was impressive. I know. But, yeah. Well done by you. But you had the quote of the podcast, and I'm quoting you here. You said, I refuse to believe that I was wrong. I know. <laughs> well, right before the show started, I said to James, I said, I still don't think I was wrong uh-huh. yet, even though in the face of all evidence, it's not <laughs> looking great. Well, I have a surefire way the Eagles get a win this weekend. Okay. Ooh. All right, so I, Chiefs I put not this showing the, up, or what's? Well, I put it on Marks and Reese's text line this week, so I apologize if anybody's heard this. But okay. so Jeff Petto just has to come along with his buddy Andy and talk him into scrapping Sunday's game for an ESP. So what is an ESP? Extended Saturday practice, right? Because okay. we're undefeated in them, right? Oh, that's a good point. That's I a like good point. This. Maybe just, just play it at the Novacare. Maybe they should just yeah. play it at the Novacare. Eagles are unstoppable I mean, in practice. 
feel a little silly about the whole practice thing, no? No, I'm, I don't feel silly at all. It honestly might end up being the highlight Tom, of the season. Tom, for him. what I'll say is I feel silly for him. So don't okay. but, but here's why it's That's not fair. silly because they did dominate those practices and they oh, did God. play better than the Jets and the Patriots. Like I'm, I was correct uh, about that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. if we win practice every year, what's that got a squatta? Well, there's only, I mean, yeah, to get you nothing. But it doesn't mean you <laughs> okay. don't win it. doesn't mean you don't win it. It gets right, you so a really fun time in August. That's yeah, it gets you some good Hertz, tweets. You guys know that I think that Hurts is not the man. I, this is just uh, really solidifying that. But Sirianni's in way over his head. Um, but we, but were, we knew if, that real quick. We knew going into the season that he was going to be in, in over his head. Yeah, but not like this, Elliot. I mean, if He hasn't been ever... that bad, to be clear. Week one, he Elliot. was good. He was, what? Has he been that bad? Oh, I mean, two out of three, he's been horrible. If there was horrible ever a reason to run the ball, I mean, you have rookies everywhere, players and coaches. You got three-fifths of the other line out. Dallas is an explosive offense. He he ran it three out of 53 times. And your quarterback's well, a running quarterback. Well, like, but hold on. The, again, like, I know you guys don't want to acknowledge this, but it does matter that in running plays that are RPOs, like, Dude, they ran held the ball three it. times. I agree. It was not enough. It was not enough. Pro football references database. Again, I know. They've never had a game with that few rushes. Like, come on. I would argue if they ran the ball 50 out of 53 times, you'd get a better outcome. So at the end of the day, they lost that game because Jalen Hurts played bad. Oh, Point stop. blank, period. If Jalen Hurts was not did, good, but he, he was not. He was more than bad. And I'm not. I'm not going to ostracize him for him. this. But like, his coach did nothing to help him. He, he was struggling. Hurts 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 Sirianni. Hurts hurts Sirianni more than Sirianni hurt Hurts in that game. Hurts. There were plays to be made that Hurts didn't make, which is fine. It's in his first. You know, it's his seventh start. He's going to have bad games. All those things. But like Sirianni. You know, the, the running thing's being way overblown. Like, that's not why uh, they you know lost. The I, I'll end it with this, guys. Please. Sirianni just got outcoached by Mike McCarthy, okay? So what's going to happen well tomorrow said. with Andy Reid in town? The next four opponents are either undefeated at the present time or have true Super Bowl aspirations. We're going to be 1-6 starting tomorrow with a 42-24 to 24 loss. Mm, you fellas have a great weekend. Thanks, Tommy. I, mean, I believe that. I believe Hurts hurt Sirianni more than Sirianni hurt Hurts. I don't. Week. What I a don't. tough thing to say, too, by It the way. is tough. You've, yeah. you've barely gotten it out. I know. Well, it's hurt twice as well. Yeah, I, I don't. I think Sirianni There were plays to be made that Jalen Hurts did not make. But, again, I think Sirianni put him in bad positions to make those plays, to run the offense, that, and the team was in a bad position. You get no position where you have to Yeah, but Jalen like, put them in that position. I Jalen came are, out, played you poorly. You are underrating the role that Sirianni played in He played him a role, position. for sure, but, but I'm Hurt, saying if Hurts plays a better game last week, they don't. It's not a disaster from the jump. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand? Are you with Elliot? Are you more concerned about Jalen Hurts? Do you think Jalen Hurts was worse in that Cowboys game than Sirianni? Or are you with me? Where I'm I'm significantly more concerned about Nick Sirianni than I am Jalen Hurts. Plus, Eagles Chiefs coming up tomorrow. Coming up next, we'll get Elliot's thoughts on the game. D- do they have a chance? Some reasons for hope. I have yes. five reasons for hope. Oh, yeah. look at you. Five you reasons. You actually prepared for the show today? Well, I wrote it this week. Oh, okay. Makes more sense. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 215 94-94, it's Go Birds Radio, it's Elliot, it's James. Let me remind you that pro and college football are in full swing, and the Park Sportsbook app has you covered. It's the only sportsbook casino app that I recommend, that Elliot recommends, that we at Go Birds recommends, and it's based right here in the Delaware Valley. Parks is the home team for sports betting. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Yes, a $500 risk-free bet. It is a great deal. So much fun to be had 
while you watch the game. Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game. It is a wild ride. You can bet more than the score as well. You can bet on player performances, passing and rushing yards, touchdowns, halftime score, who scores first, and so much more. It is such a blast. Elliot and I have been using the Park Sportsbook app for a couple years now, and and it is a fun easy to use intuitive app and and more than anything we're watching these football games anyway we're hanging out all day watching like having a little action on it just makes these games more fun it makes them more interesting more entertaining and again here's the deal new customers if you sign up right now you get your first bet risk-free up to five hundred dollars again a five hundred dollar risk-free bet your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit the website has all the deals, the website has the terms and conditions. Download the app or click parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS to get your deal. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three after us. Jody Mack coming up Mac next. Man. We always like to talk. We get to to follow the legends in Glenn and Ray, and it is and then Howard an honor. Yeah. Howard, and now Jody Mack after us. It's like, what are we doing on this schedule today? It's like all the WIP legends and I know James and Elliot just hanging out. We're trying, man. <laughs> so real quick, before we get back in the Eagles, you know what I'm happy about? Do you want to know? Or, sure. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay. yeah. Well, I'd like you to answer. Yes, <laughs> Elliot. I can't wait. Please tell me what you're happy about. It's soup weather. Oh, you. I had a nice French onion soup last <laughs> night. It's the best soup there is, number one. I know you disagree with that, but I know you, you like whoa, it. Whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I thought, I thought you said matzo soup. Oh, uh, matzo ball soup is yeah. my favorite, but like, I, out, matzo ball soup is a cultural thing as much as anything. My favorite non-matzo ball soup is absolutely French onion, so yes. I'm not fighting that take. I'm just a, you know, Dan Wilson gets it, you know. There's just nothing like, so I'm sitting outside last night. It's like a brisk. That's our producer, by the way, for those yeah. who are wondering. It's a yeah. brisk night out. It's cool, it, but it's nice, so people are out and doing things, eating a nice nice French onion soup. The best soup there is. Either. I'm really happy for you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. He really was excited to tell us about this. I was, yeah. I mean, I tweeted it, too. You like, stopped the show just to say, hey, it's soup weather. Well, also, before we start, I was like, all right, how do you want to come out of this? <laughs> and then I'm like, no, 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 hold on. I have to tell James about the French onion soup. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a minute. We will get Elliot's thoughts on the Eagles Chiefs game. Five reasons for hope, which I need right now. So I'm, yes. I'm not feeling super hopeful about this. It wasn't game easy to find five, but I, I found I can them. imagine. We will get to those 215-592-9494. First, let's go to Deptford and talk to Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Yo, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, man? <laughs> Listen, I'm at, I'm at DEFCON 5 with both of these cats. All right. <laughs> I'm telling you. But listen, let's check this out. The only reason to me – they had a great game against Atlanta, and everybody wanted to, you know, say Sirianni was the next, you know, Lombardi. Is because they had no game tape on them. They had no idea what Sirianni was going to run that first game. Because so, I believe if they played again today, it might be a different outcome or a much closer game. Well, so, so now, re- re- really quick. Plus, it I, also looks like Atlanta's really bad. Well, they beat, yeah. they beat the Giants. Yeah, but yeah, uh, like uh, the, Giants <laughs> yeah the Giants are bad, too. Real quick, I, I definitely want to get the rest of your points, but I want to talk to you about each. Like, that, that is a fair point for sure, but I think then we should also point out that the head coach on the other sideline, while he had been a coordinator before, was also a first-time head coach. You, so, you right. know, just putting that out there. Uh, right, and I, and I agree with you, but I think, you know, I just think he took advantage of, of that situation. Yeah, and he did in a big-time way, you know, so I, right. I think and, it's a positive. No matter how yeah, you slice okay. it, it's a positive. Week one is a but, positive. Okay, that's a positive, but it has it has gotten increasingly worse for the, over the next two games, and that's not a good sign. It's not no. like it was going up and down. It's gotten decisively worse each game. I mean, the San Francisco game, they were missing both cornerbacks, both starting cornerbacks, and we couldn't move the ball. It's outside of Quez Watkins 
91-yard receptions. Yeah. Against Dallas, man, dude, they had one starting defensive lineman, Randy Gregory. They were missing their other three starters. You know what I mean? They were missing their starting, their two starting safeties, and we couldn't move the ball on a team that's horrible on defense. I mean, they've gotten better. I'll give them that. Yeah, they're better. But they're horrible on defense. They couldn't move the ball. So where was all this adjustment? After the first week, all I heard was, oh, Sirianna, it looks like we got a coach now that can make adjustments. And it was like a bull. And yeah, then, let me man. go on, 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 on the other side, uh, the defensive coordinator, where was his adjustments? Yeah, he had Come a bad on, game you plan. You can't let a Dallas. team just gas you like that and still stay in too high safety. What, Ma- what the hell was Matthew, that? Matthew, great points. Call us again. And yeah, those were actually very no offense good points. to you, but those, yeah. were, they, those made me think. Well, let's add to another point that he yeah. brought up there, and, and whether this is Howie or, or Nick, we don't know. You know, obviously, I think there are a right. lot of people who think it's Howie. Some people might think it's Nick. Regardless, whoever it is, it's going to fall on Nick. Like, Quez Watkins needs to play more. Dallas Goddard needs to play more than Zach yes. Ertz. Like, Josh Sweat should be playing more than Derek Barnett. Like, all these coach, these are coaching things. Like, whether or not it comes from on high, which you know I think it does, it still has to fall on Sirianni. You have to play the right guys, the guys who do. But you would think the Goddard thing. whole competition thing, too. Like, best players. Play the best players. You would think the Goddard thing, though, would fall in, in the Howie favor, right? They're like, you think you would want... Maybe it's I don't think he's like intentionally... Maybe it's how he did it. was like, Zach, I promise I'll get you this much playing time. That's why Zach was good to come back and be cool and we worked it yeah, out. We talked about that, right? I, I think Goddard has been, you know, like there's obviously a, ne- a lot of negativity around the team right now for good reason. They got blown out in prime time. They're one and two. If you want to look at like things that have been a positive, I mean, Javon Hargrave has been great, obviously, but like I think Goddard has looked very dynamic with the ball. In I agree. His hand. I think he's been, I don't want to say a pleasant surprise because he's shown these he's things, good, yeah. but I, he's been their best offensive player. All right. Uh, speaking of positives, let's get to it. Let's do it. Elliot, tomorrow, Eagles Chiefs game. I need it. I'm, I'm finding it hard to find reasons for hope for tomorrow's game. I really am going in. I know it's only a seven point line. I just, I'm going in without a lot, really any belief that they're going to find a way to win this game. Make me feel better. Okay, so I think the top reason to feel like they have a chance tomorrow, and it's ironic considering what happened last Monday, the Chiefs' run defense is abysmal. They're they're allowing 5.4 yards per carry, which is second worst in the NFL. Now, they played some good running teams, so take that for what it's worth, but they are really bad against the run, and they're banged up along the front, right? So I think that's part of it. Nick Sirianni, you would hope, was going to run the the ball more this week more, no matter what, right? They could be playing the best run defense in the league, and he was probably going to be more committed to it. But if he goes into tomorrow with a game plan of we're going to make sure Miles Sanders gets touches, we're going to run the ball, they should be able to run it on the Chiefs. Even with the banged-up offensive line, they should be able to run it on the Chiefs. Yeah, maybe commit to the run. That'd be a maybe. maybe Or the quarterback can hit some passes. Historically low run total. It was bad, yeah. The quarterback was also bad. Okay, Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense overall is very bad. And I also think, again, you have to take the opponent into consideration here. They played good offenses. But they're giving up an average of 430 yards per game, third most allowed in the NFL. They're giving up 31.7 points per game, which no matter who you're playing, that is not a good mm-hmm. average after three weeks. So their defense has been bad. If the Eagles are going to move it against anybody, you would think it's going to be the Chiefs. So I think that that's real reason. Number three, they do turn the ball over. And, you know, for as good as Patrick Mahomes is, he is reckless with the ball. Like, there has been seasons where he's led the league in interceptable passes or whatever. They have three, uh, six turnovers in the first three games. That's, you know, two per game, obviously. The Eagles take care of the ball. So I think they could win the turnover battle. And if you win the turnover battle, you could win it. So I got two more, but maybe I'll Ooh, tease that. Okay. Them, yeah. All right, so those are the first three. Do those sway you? Eagles, Chiefs, tomorrow do. 
the the beating up on a bad Chiefs defense and maybe the Chiefs giving the ball back to the Eagles, does that sway you? We'll get Elliott's other two next segment, so stay for that, 215-592-9494. So uh, Eagles-Chiefs, too, if you want to add that into your call, let's go back to the phones, go to Vancouver, and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, buddy. Hello, gentlemen. What's going on, Tom? Good to hear from you. Yeah, well, it's good to hear your voices as well, and I'm glad that you've uh, been able to uh, survive, Elliot, uh, with the onslaught this week that I'm sure you've experienced. I know. Her. I mean, look, I love everyone at the station, but I will say, Richie really, uh, Richie came at me a little bit with some of those questions. Mm-hmm. I, it's good though. I like the, I like the back. He was and like, forth. Richie's whole interview thing was like, here are five things you said were going to happen, and you were wrong. Yes, yeah, what do you think about? Well, that's fine. It? It I was enjoy. Awesome. It, it yeah. was quite funny. It was yeah. good. Yeah, I think I think Ike is sort of a little bit more uh, polite. He'll occasionally lash out, and then he'll just sit back. <laughs> yeah, well, the great thing is, and I mean this in all sincerity, so many people at the station are so nice that it's just, you know, it's good to have the debate, for sure. Yeah, it is good. It is good. So what I've seen is that Jalen Hurts is not an elite QB, and I really saw that when we were looking at Thursday night at the, at the two first-round picks uh, from this year and last year uh, mm-hmm. fighting it out. And those guys were, they seemed so much better. Um, I didn't see any real comparison. Having said that, mm-hmm. I think that the problem on the field does start with Nick and not Jalen. Okay. Jalen, he's, I think Jalen could be maybe a decent quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback, but I think he could be maybe a decent quarterback. But he's still a rookie, basically. Agreed. And he's set up for failure. And, well, uh, it, I don't. Looked- I don't know if that's fair. I don't think he's set up for failure. I mean, he has missed throws that were there to be made. They just flat out, like he has. And I know. Look, we did this last year with Carson. The whole like, if you roll him out more, like he'll be better. Well, he's in Indianapolis and he's still bad, right? Like you can only coach around a quarterback that's struggling so much, especially in this league. Like this league is set up where if you pass the ball, you will win, right? And right now, Jalen Hurts cannot pass the ball well. He just can't. <laughs> He can't. I mean, did I watch it every game? This is what everyone, and I'm not comparing him and Carson flat out, but this is what everyone said about Carson last year. No, but they're different humans, Carson and Jalen. Yes, I know that. And you're just underrating something that shouldn't be underrated. Like, you're making it seem like it was just Jalen Hurts. It's no, like, it goes I'm not trying to make it like it's just Jalen. The game plan and what Nick Sirianni plays calls influence how Jalen Hurts plays. And you can put Jalen Hurts in a position where he can be more successful, more design runs. Not just for the running backs, for Jalen Hurts. What about some design runs for that guy, too? Like, just do more creative stuff. And again, I know we haven't brought it up yet, but like, whether or not people think motion's a big deal, like zero plays, like zero motion, that is, is, in my opinion, like, an issue. Yeah, that's fair. So what I've, uh, yeah, what I've been hearing over the past week is that the the pre-snap motion can be important because you usually and you know we've all we've all heard this and you guys know better than i do but to, you know, to try and identify man versus zone yeah pre-snap especially for younger such. quarterbacks but, you might not be able to notice but it, without it is, that stuff yeah so it is that is uh that is a factor and that could help them a bit. and it also um, it also adds to like you know misdirection and and you know kind of disguising things and all that like it, you it can be used for a lot of purposes and, real quick tom and sorry to keep interrupting you but like in terms of the pre-snap coverage i agree that that's why you that's one of the reasons you do motion before the snap but sirianni has talked about this and just to get it out there they are still using indicators to figure out what the coverage is now they might not be as good as the misdirect like the pre-snap motion all those things but they are still doing things to figure them out i don't want people to think that they're just not at all they, they still have ways they're doing it Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a couple of things that I think, or a few things that I think the coach could be doing, uh-huh. um, the, or the coaching staff. 
with his underthrows, which are a serious issue, he's not throwing even the long balls. The, the receivers are always having to sort of turn around and bend backwards yep. and all the rest of it. He, he doesn't seem to drop them in the bucket that well. So I'm wondering, like, his mechanics, the lower body mechanics, is he planting his feet properly? Could he be getting a little bit more under the ball? Yeah. So, so that's one thing. Another thing is Hertz is excellent at play action, and clearly RPOs, are probably not his thing, which surprises me because of his college background. I thought he'd be better at them, but it doesn't look like, at least at the NFL at this stage of his career, he's that great at them. So if they're not, then take them away. Have the coach be doing more designed uh, plays like you're talking about, designed runs and such. And then you could do the play action. And I know that you really like um, uh, PFF, Elliot. And in looking at PFF, I don't know if you've you've taken a look at the, um, the quarterback ratings in terms of where he's passing to, but his uh, his play action's phenomenal. His ratings are phenomenal, and his deep left is really good. Mm-hmm. And the between the numbers center intermediate passes are really good. It's surprising. Tom, yeah. So those are all those are all things that I think uh, could be looked at. I think it's a um, really interesting point, Tommy. And as always, we really appreciate the call. I also think the uh, to his point. I mean, the design run plays like we talked about. Also, Hertz has been really good in the hurry up. Like. Why haven't we seen more hurry up? I don't know if you you were at the game, but and I didn't watch the Manning broadcast. Talking about Dallas, you mean? I'm talking period. More, oh yeah, more hurry right, up right. Okay, offense. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying why is Sirianni not running yep. more hurry up offense? Nick Saban talked about it on the Manning cast that clip like went around where he's like, I don't know why anyone huddles. He's like, it doesn't make any sense. He's like, no huddle puts more pressure on the defense. You're able to uh, like disguise things better. They don't know what's coming as much. They can't substitute. He's like, I don't know why anyone would ever huddle. Well, we saw why. And we, I, I know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not advocating for a Chip Kelly thing, but they ran no huddle once in that game. Yeah. They scored a touchdown, like once. Yeah. Like, do some things to get it going. Do some things to change things up. Just be different. Yes. And look, we are both at a point right now where you're not saying Hertz has been you know, good or whatever. I'm not saying Sirianni's been good, right? It's gradation. Yes, exactly. But to your point, like, yes, Sirianni was not good against Dallas, but I ultimately still, where I fall, where I land on in this debate is, it's just way harder to run an offense when your quarterback's bad. And like, Hertz was really bad, like being in the stadium. And it's surprising to say, because, you know, he has been in big stages. I just thought he looked overwhelmed by the moment. Like he looked, I did too, but I, my point is I think Hurts could have been better if Nick Sirianni put him in positions to be better. Yeah, and I could flip that to you as well. 215-592-9494. Where do you come down on this? Sirianni, Hurts, who are you more concerned about? And again, coming up next, we'll get two more reasons for positivity for Eagles Chiefs tomorrow. And if you're positive about Eagles Chiefs, we would love to hear from you because I've heard – Approximately zero calls of people. I did hear one call okay. this week, actually. Maybe I think it was OG Wade. I have not heard many of people okay. who actually are truly optimistic about the Eagles going into tomorrow's game against the Chiefs. So we'd love to hear from you as well. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot Shames. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Jody Mack mm. coming up after. We get Mack and Mack on each side of us. I have a, se- a season question for Ooh. you. So I think we would both agree, question. like, fall is the best season. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. fall is the best And I know season. it's fall or spring. I My birthday is in September. Football, like, baseball playoffs. Like, I've always been a fall guy, personally. But I, if, I won't, like, fight you to the death on spring, but I think fall's the best. Is there an argument for winter number two? No. Spring's okay. number two. It's fall, spring, and then whatever. I would go winter over summer, personally. I know that's a controversial take. I'm, I'd rather be very cold than very hot. Yes, that's where I'm going so, with this. Like, now that it's crisper outside, it's in the 70s. Now, I know there's a big difference, obviously, between 
like the high 60s and the like the like 30s. 30s. Yes, yeah, I know big that. difference. But I also think that fall and winter have like emotional attachments mm-hmm. to them that spring and summer just frankly do not. It's an interesting thought. Well, at least when you're younger, they do. Summer obviously. True, has you're that. off. That's a so, good point. Yeah. This is a great question, Elliot. I don't know. Two one five five nine. Has anyone yeah. ever talked about what the best season is? No, I don't know. I think that's new to radio. Yeah, that could be the poll question of the day. What's on the Mount Rushmore of seasons? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Two one five five nine two ninety four, ninety four. Let's go back to the phones. Coming up, we'll get more of Elliot's reasons for hope for the game on Sunday. Now let's go to North Carolina and talk to Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, we got you, Kenny. What's going on? Man, I just want to say real quick, I've been listening to you guys since, like, 2016. Oh, back when, man. like, John and everybody was on there. That's awesome. Uh, the podcast and everything. I was stationed in Germany during the Super Bowl, so you guys were a big part of my Super Bowl oh, experience. Listen wow. to you guys. Kenny, that's so cool. Thank um, you for your service. Thank you for your service and, and the kind words, man. That's that's really awesome. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, thank you for that. And yeah, then I came to South Dakota, but I'm moving to Philadelphia in December. So I'm awesome. Super awesome. Excited. Awesome. Well, we, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have events down the road. Come out and yeah. meet us sometime. It'll be awesome, Kenny. Uh, oh, yeah, I definitely plan on it. But I just want to say for uh, for the game tomorrow, I mean, I do think we're going to lose tomorrow, but I don't think it might not be as bad as everybody thinks. I think the Chiefs maybe are having one of those years where they're starting to just kind of struggle a little bit. Yeah. The thing that I'm worried the most about is, uh, you know, Miles Sanders. I just want to see Miles Sanders get the ball. And I think, too, what I've seen from uh, the passing game was we're doing too many deep passes, and I think we start doing some short passes, and like people like Quez Watkins and Rager get the ball short, and they run, they make a lot of nicer plays, and actually use their speed. Uh, I think we're just trying too much to go down the field, and it's kind of messing up our game plan. So I think Sirianni will figure it out after a few games. But I do think we're gonna go into a rough stretch here. Well, it's an interesting interesting point, Kenny, because it's like the opposite of week one, right? Yeah, week one, say, everyone's yep. like, not throwing the ball deep. And then and then after, it is interesting how it's kind of been both ways. We've seen both versions. And, Kenny, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for your service. And, and call us again, all right? Uh, thank you. Yeah, will do. Thanks, Kenny. I, I do think what would help the Eagles, obviously, you run the ball against the Chiefs, right? You do. Mm-hmm. But you also have to pass. Like, the, the to the debate we've gotten back to. Oh, like, they shouldn't reverse it and throw the ball three times and run the ball. No, I wouldn't do okay. that. Because I, I wouldn't either. I yes, want to be clear good. about that. But I think they would. it would be advantageous. I also don't think it's a coincidence that week one, when the receivers got a lot of short passes, I know Devontae Smith's first catch was a touchdown. But regardless, like, just get them involved early with short passes. You know, make the Chiefs tackle. They don't have a great secondary. And then I think they just gained that confidence. I, th- I think Sirianni talked about it this week. But um, I just believe that would be a good strategy to try to get these guys involved early, get them feeling good, and then maybe those down-to-field passes, you know, they feel better about going up And to those. Kenny's point, like, scheme some stuff for Quez, man. Like, like They've tried. Do, uh, I mean, not really. Not to the same level. They've schemed, like, bubble screens for Rager and stuff. Like, do that for Quez. Like, yeah. enough of this. Like, Quez is faster and more dynamic and more explosive. Like, enough of this. Quez like, is better. Do those plays for Quez yeah. and see what happens. We're going to get to Elliot's one more. We'll, we'll split them up into two more segments. you have two more reasons for hope. We're going to get to one of them in a minute. First, let's go from one pod listener to another. Let's go to our buddy Rick in South Carolina. Hey, Rick. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? What's going on, Rick? Hey, uh... Outside, to be honest with you, uh, doing some yard work, but it's sounds good to talk delightful, to you. man. Sounds it's a hey, beautiful uh, day. Yeah. So going into uh, the last game, one of my biggest concerns didn't really turn out to be one was uh, left tackle Andre Dillard and yeah. being a, you know, that was like, and he actually played pretty well. Yeah, uh, he did. 
And and real quick, so, Rick, because you called last week too, and I, I credit to Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot got some crap for people when he said, "I'm more concerned about Landon Dickerson than Andre Dillard." People thought that was crazy. He was flat yep. out right. Obviously. Yeah, he had a good game. I mean, he did. And yep. I again, like, I think yep. the matchup was advantageous for him. I don't know if they don't have a great pass rush either, but yeah, he he played really well. Right. Well, it makes me think. I know we, I know he had trouble trying to play right tackle, but it makes me think if uh, just in case Nate Herbig struggles or or got hurt. I, you know how how would um, how would he handle it? How would Dillard handle it? Like sliding into left guard when Milada comes thought. back and actually you know, like working together side by side there, you know? Yeah, I don't know if they would do it. I mean, look, they've been teaching him different positions, which when yep. lot is healthy, like you almost have to do. But I think one yep. thing we have seen with Dillard, to your point, like when he played right tackle, now he was a rookie and all those things. Maybe yep. he would improve at it. Yep. But like he does not seem like a guy that can take a lot on his plate and be ready at multiple positions. So. Right. I, to me, if he plays well at left tackle and then you go back to Mylotta, I would rather just keep him on the bench, have him feel good about left tackle, and then only put him in in, like, extreme, you know, uh, an extreme situation. I would not, like, move him around just to get him on the field. I'd let him keep the confidence and have him ready because, let's be real, like, Mylotta is injured quite a bit. Like, he had back problems. He now is dealing with a knee injury. So you're going to need him at some point. Right. So two more quick things. Like, so I wasn't concerned about the play calling last week going in. I didn't know what they, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I think more of the issues are with the coaching, the play calling, and you could extend coaching to penalties. I think it's more on the coaching side. Uh, you know, running the ball, consuming clock is going to help your young quarterback. So I don't agree with that. And I heard on the podcast, I believe it was yesterday, the last uh, yeah. edition was uh, was James made a good point. Um, you know, be Take take approaches of uh, proven coaches like Mike Tomlin. You know he would say thirteen penalties. That's not Steelers football. You know we should he should be saying that's not Eagles football. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do if you're gonna play like that, you're not gonna play right. And just yeah. be more. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that, Rick, that was uh, Rick, great calls yeah. always, man. Thanks for the call and, and keep them coming. Yeah, I mean the the penalties are an issue. Like I think you could argue they're the top reason that the Eagles have been bad. Like I know you can't wipe away all the penalties, but. There has been a lot of situations. I mean, the goal line sequence against uh, San Francisco, they had a penalty on that, and it kicked them back. Now they end up getting to the one regardless, but it kicked them back. I mean, there was times against Dallas where they'd get down the field and then penalty, penalty, and all of a sudden you're at, like, you know, second and 30 or whatever. Now that doesn't mean that if they don't get the penalties, everything will be cleaned up, but the penalties are at least something they can control to a certain extent. And if they can clean it up, like – they could start to move the ball and score more. The penalties well, they're are really drive killers. Yeah, they're yeah. drive killers on offense and momentum and killers. And also the soft things with that too. Like you can obviously say, all right, we lost this amount of yards, or we lost a, uh, we gave up a first down when we stopped them or whatever. But right. it's also the like when the defense has a horrible penalty that that you get a big third down stop and you get a first down of that. Like that deflates the defense. Like, yes. There's all these different factors that the are the penalty a on of Anthony that. Harris in the end zone against San Francisco. Yep. The poor pass he held him. They get it at the one. Like all these examples of times where the Eagles have shot themselves in the foot, which is why I still in my in my heart in my head believe they're not as bad as they look. <laughs> but again, you know who knows. All right. Well, speaking of that, speaking of if they're not as bad as they look, then maybe they do have a chance tomorrow. Give us your fourth reason for hope for tomorrow's game. So we talked about the run defense, but the other part of that defense that struggled is the pass rush. The pass rush is not good. Now Frank Clark and uh, Chris Jones are both banged up. Frank Clark has a hamstring injury. They might both play, but Clark's not 100%. Chris Jones has a wrist injury, so not as significant. But even if he does play, their pass rush has been really bad. Uh, Pro Football Focus has them ranked as the third worst pass rush in the NFL through three weeks. So, you know, if if the offensive line can play well, if Dillard can follow it up with a good game, 
like they should win at the line of scrimmage again. And you know, each week I've said this, and I still believe it. Like if you can win at the line of scrimmage, you can be in the game. And I think that they could win the offensive line of scrimmage. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more reason from what we'll get from Elliot next segment. If you think Eagles have a real chance tomorrow, call in two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And who are you more concerned about right now at this moment, Nick Sirianni? or Jalen Hurts. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio, and let me again tell you that pro and college football are in full swing, and the Park Sportsbook app has you covered. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that we here at Go Birds recommend, and it's based right here in the Delaware Valley. Parks is the home team for sports betting, and here's a great deal for your new customers. You can sign up right now and get your first bet risk-free up to 500 Yes, a $500 risk-free bet. It is a great deal with so much fun to be had while you watch the game. Live in-game betting is a wild ride. It lets you bet while you watch the game. You can bet in the game as it happens. You can bet on more than the score. You can bet on player performances, passing and rushing yards, touchdowns, halftime score, who who scores first, and so much more. And you can get in on the action right now. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And again, like, you're watching these games anyway. We are going to watch the games. Why not have a little bit of a lean? Have a little bit more fun watching the game because you actually are invested in a way you wouldn't be if you didn't have a little action on it. And again, here's the deal. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Yes, a free risk-free bet up to $500. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has the terms and conditions. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. Hour two of Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. Jody Mack coming up after that. That'll be awesome. Love Jody Mack. Super cool. A legend. A, le- a le- legit legend. Yes. Yeah. 215-592-9494. Coming up later this segment, we will get Elliot's fifth and final reason for hope for the Eagles tomorrow against the Chiefs, and we will also get Elliot's player watch. For Who knows? Too. Maybe some callers will have some reason for hope. We are going to find out. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Florida and talk to our buddy Ja'Cory. Hey, pal. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? What's up, Ja'Cory? I know you're excited for basketball to start up soon. Your Clippers. Feeling good about them? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Kawhi going to be back by the All-Star break. And um, hopefully we're going to win the championship this yeah, year. Yeah, no one cares about the Clippers. Jacob. My bad. That's sorry, Ellie, sorry. That's Ellie's fault. We don't, don't care. Yeah, don't my care. bad. My bad. Yeah. No, I'm just not talking basketball right now because I, I hate Ben Simmons with such a passion that I, I get so mad when I think about the sport. Right oh, now. man, let's get back to the Yes, so, please. What's on your mind, pal? So, okay. Last game, Cowboys, look, it was bad for both sides. You mm-hmm. know, Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. Uh, to me, um, listen, I, I feel like it's Jalen Hurts because after he threw that first interception, he looked like shell-shocked. Yep. And, and after it went bad, he like he folded. And I'm like, if you're going to be my franchise quarterback, you cannot fold because it was still part of that first half. We were still in the game until you know, Dallas went down and scored again. It was more on the defense, but – you got to, like, keep everybody locked in. Everybody just folding it. I didn't like that. Um, it's got to go on Sirianni, too, because you throwing the ball, what, 50 times, and you ran the ball twice? Were well, they twice? ran it twice. There were more called run three plays. Times. Yeah. Three times, yeah. And, but, and, I, and yeah. I don't like that. Um, Another thing is, too, I, I just feel like, um, you know, Jalen has to work on just throwing the ball across the middle and trusting himself because it looks like, 
if you are if you look at those past charts, um, I know um, Ellie, you've seen him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't throw the ball in those tight windows, and I and you know you saying, well, he's running RPOs. Well, RPOs deals with throwing the ball across the middle in those tight windows. Yeah. So yep. we ha- he has to work on that. And um, and Sirianni, man, you just gotta run the ball, man. You gotta unleash Miles Sanders tomorrow, cause man, I'm looking at these running backs, man, and everybody and all those running backs are scoring. And well, I'm trying to think, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, I, 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 and great call. Thanks for the call, Jacar. I was just gonna say, like, Miles Sanders has looked good. Yeah, he's he looked really good when he's, he's had the ball. Really yep, good when I he's agree. Had the ball, like tight window running, like yep. he's like been good between the tackles. Obviously, he's shown the burst when given the tiny opportunity to get. A little open field. I've been really impressed with how Sanders looks. The other thing is, all training camp, Sirianni was like hiding what he's going to do. I don't want to show anything. But the one thing he said he was going to do a lot, and maybe this was him playing, you know, chestnut checkers, is he kept saying, "Look, it's no secret the running backs are going to be really involved in the offense, right?" Like, and fooled you. Yeah, guess not. But also, all this concern about Miles dropping the ball, like he's barely getting any targets. I don't have it in front of me, but he can't have more than. I don't know, like, like one or two five or six catches. Game, yeah. yeah, like, so I would get him more involved. Just get the ball. Like, Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders are the two players right now in Quez, but, like, two of the more veteran-type players that you've got to get involved in the game. I mean, Miles was on the uh, the Players' Lounge with me and, like, Reese on um, Tuesday night, and he said the first time he felt contact in that game was when he picked up a blitz in, like, you know, the third or fourth drive. Like, that's not how you get these running backs involved. So I agree with you on that front. Like, you've got to get Miles Sanders more involved in the game. Coming up in a minute, we're going to get Elliott's fifth and final reason for hope for tomorrow's Eagles-Chiefs games for hope that the Eagles could actually win the game. But I love it when you call a a listener out or a caller out when you say his name, and then boom, boom, right there on the line. Maybe the biggest Jalen Hurts proponent that at least at this station that we've talked to on and off, I'm intrigued to see where he is at. Let's go to Chester and talk to OG Wade. What up, Wade? What's up, fellas? How we doing? What up, man? Good to talk to you. Well, if y'all didn't have that welfare line, I would have been in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get the busy tone and all this crap. You know what I mean? I'm an OG, man. I, I, I know. That's unacceptable of, on our so, part. Yeah, blame yeah. the producers, Wade. Those producers. <laughs> I mean, always messing it no, up, right? that, that All it means is that this show is hot, bro. Thanks, you know what I'm saying? Like, Thanks, you can man. barely get in. I just had to keep 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 calling, you know. But appreciate anyway. We appreciate the persistence, Wade. Let's get to the business, man. Listen, I look at this thing a, a whole lot, and I'm, I'm, I've got my eyes on Jalen Hurts. You know that's my guy. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' biggest problem right now is setting his feet Yep. And, and leaving the pocket. If you look at the plays that he's missing on, he's throwing behind and, throw, and short throwing the ball Number one, on the short throws, I believe he's trying to give his receivers a, a, a chance to make a play on the ball, which they have been leaving him out to dry. Because even if you don't, you can't catch it, you can at least break it the hell up if you see the ball that short. Yep. I mean, Rager had an hour to look at that ball. And then, I mean, come on, bro. You can't do that. Wait, it's a really good is, point that hasn't been brought up enough. Rager did nothing to try and play defense on that ball. And the other thing is this here is when Jalen gets the ball from, that, from the center – to him the rush is coming but he ain't really trusting the line so what he's doing is he's moving off of his spot which is actually got to now he's got to regather himself but by that time the receiver it's a timing route Mm -hmm. the receiver has left his window already but he still has enough athleticism to try to get the ball at least in the in the vicinity of the area he's throwing to and that's what making it look like they're a bad throw which they are but what i'm saying is this here is if Jalen Hurts had the game that he had against Atlanta, guess what? Elliot, we still lose that game. 
against our Dallas? Our defense, he's saying yes, our defense. I don't know if I agree with corner. you. I don't know if I agree with Elliot, you on that one. Elliot, if, we, if Jalen Hurts put up 30 points himself in our 11. offense, <laughs> we, the score is 37 to 41. Well, but seven, of those, seven of those points were on an interception return. But, but, That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, That's what but, I just said. I said if, we, if, we, if, he, if the offense put up 30 points, right. we still lose that game 37-41. Our yeah, I mean, I think the game plays absolutely. itself out. I think the game plays itself out differently if Jalen isn't so bad to start. Just because, you know, it. look, I, the last caller said it. He looked shell-shocked to me and really struggled after that interception. But real quick, I want to get back to something you said. I don't think Jalen Hurts, like, issuing the passing game is an arm strength problem. I, I, I People say that. No. I don't think that's the issue. My concern uh-uh. is it's just been two weeks in a row where, for whatever reason, where whether it's not setting his feet, like the throw to Devontae down the field, you know, he didn't set himself or you know, he kind of like jumped though. when he threw it. This they're, is correctable. Yeah. They're correctable, right, yeah. but I'm just saying uh, it's concerning to me that for two weeks the passing game has really struggled, I believe, because of him. And, again, I'm not out on Jalen. Like, I'm not. I would say this here, Elliot. Hmm? Uh, what, what, what you're doing is that you're saying two weeks in a row. Those two passes that he threw to Rager – and and um and um, you know the ninety-one yarder. Quez, those, yeah. those, that's fourteen points. Agreed. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you can you you and that had nothing to do with Jalen. So I want you to not equate Jalen in that because he in that San Fran game. Jalen played a hell of a game in that game. Wade, great his call. His worst game was Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. I think that was good call, Wade. I think his worst game as an Eagle. On well, Monday, I'm happy Monday type. I'm happy Wade called because, as I said, coming into the season, I was the number one Jalen guy at this station, and I, like I've said at the beginning of the show, my confidence has wavered. I thought Wade made some really good points. Yeah, that, that and are, again, to the point before about one of the big things we talked about at the beginning of the show is is your concern. That with Jalen Hurts, it's stuff that is might be just physical harder to fix, yeah. harder to fix than than Sirianni who just needs to experience and all yeah. this stuff. Like if it, if it is these fundamental things, like that can be fixed. Like you can become more accurate as a passer. You can learn to set your feet better. You can learn not to leave the pocket as quickly as you are. You can an issue Wade didn't even brought up, but but something that's an issue on Jalen Hurts too is the RPO stuff and holding on too long. Like you can't have two separate. Offensive lineman yeah. down the field penalties. Like, that's on the quarterback. Is, he has yep. to know that that is a, a running play where they are blocking downfield and you either have to throw the ball immediately or you have to run. Yep. You know, and that's on Hurts, too. So, and, so there, But these things are correctable. And I do think, overall, there's been more positive than negative with Jalen. Like, I, I'm a firm believer that when a player is a rookie, which is basically what he is, like, you look at the positives and see what he can do and then question, can you fix the things he's struggling with? And, like, you know, the game against Atlanta, like, he looked great in that game. That game matters just as much as the Dallas game. I know the Dallas game was more frequent and on a bigger stage, but, like, they count the same. And he, for as good as he was – sorry, for as bad as he was against Dallas, he was at that good against Atlanta. So, again, not out on Jalen, but I, I'm I'm just starting to become concerned. I have to be honest. I'm starting to come, become a little concerned about his ability to consistently move the ball through the air. All right, we're going to be back to the phones in one sec. Elliot's fifth reason – for Hope Tomorrow is, is article. Check it out on uh, 94WIP.com slash GoBirds. Um, what is your fifth reason for, for optimism for the Eagles tomorrow? So the first four were very much X's and O's, personnel, those type of things. This is a off-the-field thing, just a, a gut thing, which I know are your favorite sometimes when Love it comes this. to— Granted, it did not work out for me last week when I said the Eagles would not lose my first game Correct. In, in my 40s. Right. They did in a very embarrassing fashion. They so did. It doesn't and always work what's out. What's funny is they almost ended up with 40 points. I know. But— Regardless, I know. Like, it's really hard to consistently win in the NFL. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl two years ago. They were there last year. 
it could just not be their year. Like, I, like the Chiefs are one and two for a reason. And now, I think they're going to be a playoff team and all those things. But the Chiefs in the regular season are not a team that's unbeatable. Like, they play a lot of close games. They lose games they're supposed to win. Like, there's a reason they're two and twelve or whatever against the spread over the last two two or three seasons. Is that team people consistently think, oh, you're playing the Chiefs, it's going to be a blowout, and just very rarely is it a blowout. So if the Eagles can keep this thing close, like. Then at the end of the game, obviously, clearly, you have a chance. And so I just think this might not be the Chiefs' year. And this idea that they're just going to steamroll the Eagles, I don't feel that the way I, I felt going into the Dallas It's game. a It's a really good point, especially, look, going to the Super Bowl back-to-back years, it's hard to, to go back again. Like it, Look there, at the Eagles. There are not many teams that do it. I mean, the yeah. Bills with four straight, like I can't think of many other, uh, like in the Patriots obviously have done it, but like I can't think of that many examples in our lifetime of teams that went to the Super Bowl three years in a row. Like, that is hard. We've seen that it takes a toll on you. We, yeah. Eagles, great point. Like, we couldn't even get close. To, I mean, we did get closer than we thought we would the next yes. year. But but it is a tough thing to do. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a minute, we're going to get to tell you it's player to watch for tomorrow's game. First, let's go to Glenside and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, Matt? Hey, um, so I just wanted to say a couple of things. I think, uh, first and foremost, my faith in Jalen Hurts is unshaken. Okay, good to hear. Um, I like that. That's I, good. I, I think, you know, when I, when I went back and I looked at that, that uh, interception that he threw, um, clearly he underthrew Rager, but if you look at the way he threw the ball, it kind of looked like he made the decision to kind of, like, throw it a little softer. Like, he didn't step into that throw mm-hmm. and really, like, you know, give it his all. So I don't think this is like an arm strength issue. Agreed. You know, again, I think it was like a decision um, by well, Jalen Hurts and obviously. And there was it. a safety over the top. Now it would have been tough for the safety to get there in time with a, with a good ball, but agreed. There was a safety over the top. And I do think Jalen, which is why you don't see many drops from the Eagles receivers this year. He does put more touch on his passes than we saw from other quarterbacks. So kind of like, well, you know, really throw it in there with a lot of velocity. So yeah, you could be right about that. Yeah, I mean, that's just what it looked like to me. Um, the other thing, you know, another caller touched on, John Gannon made almost, like, no adjustments. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the last thing I want to know is, like, who does this offense run through? I mean, I don't think we can put it all on Jalen Hurts. I mean, we need to get our, you know, Devontae Smith more involved. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's not a guy that the Eagles are making, like, a threat to other teams. Nobody yeah looking at Devontae Smith, and they're like, we better double him or we're going to get killed. Like, Matt, Matt not I, happening. no, I think that's a great point and a really good call. Call again, but I, I think it almost goes a step further than that mm-hmm. is what is the identity of a Nick Sirianni yeah. offense? Like, I don't know. I don't know what his core values are offensively. I don't know what he's trying to do offensively. I thought he was a run-the-ball guy coming in. You know, obviously that's been shaken. I, I just, a little bit. Yeah, I just don't I don't know what his his offensive philosophy is. I don't know what a Nick Sirianni yeah. offense is supposed to be. Well, he was asked about it this week, and his answer wasn't exactly inspiring. That's right, like explosive plays and, and protect the ball. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no no crap. Yeah, like, like, yeah we get it. Like, so, yes, okay, you want big plays and you don't want to turn yeah, it over. You like, want to score quickly. And football keep, yeah. 101, big dog. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like Sirianni's offense, and, you know, it's been tough to tell because, like you said, it's only been three weeks. I think the quarterback has struggled. So, But I think his offense wants to be like timing throws where you hit guys in stride for yards after the catch. I think he likes – this sounds like exactly the opposite of what they've done. But, you know, like over the field type like – Running from the left to the right, you hit him in stride, and the blocking set up in those like type of things. Like the Goddard play, the, the back exactly, to back, where yeah. it was the caught and the drop, but like those type of yes. plays. Sure. And, and I think Jalen is good at those kind of throws, and that could be why you see a lot along the sideline instead of the middle. Like 
he's looking at them over the middle, but then by that time they catch it, they're off to the side. But but regardless, I think that's what his offense is. And it's not looked like that, but I think that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I, I, it's, it is a little concerning that through three games we don't really have a feel for who he is as a play caller or as an offensive schemer. You know, it's still kind of to, to the caller's point, like what are they doing with Devontae Smith? Uh, back to the why isn't Quez playing more? Why isn't Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard playing more? Why aren't getting Miles Sanders more involved? Like a lot of question marks around this right now. How much do you think their struggles the last two weeks is opponent-related as opposed to problems they themselves have? Because they did play the Niners and the Cowboys, who I'm Could not as high on the be Niners. good teams, but, yes. I mean, the Cowboys might be, like— I, Cowboys might have a top-five offense in football. Might have, like, well, top-three offense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if that defense is good, they could be a legitimate, like, look, in this division— and they're at least athletic, that defense. Like, they fly around. They're quick. Yeah. It might be good. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is, is good. Like, he's a good football player. For sure. And when you look around the other divisions in the conference, like— the Cowboys are definitely in the easiest division. I mean, the NFC North, well, yeah, definitely the, definitely the easiest division. Well, so, that, I, I don't know. AFC South might well, be. Well, I'm saying in, in the in the Oh, in the conference, right. yeah. For like, sure. the Cowboys could end up being the one seed. I it's mean, not crazy because— stro- rolled through everybody. Right, yeah, if they get right. six wins from the division, they are the NFC West beats up on each other yes, and all that. exactly. Yeah, it's not a crazy thought. And, and again, I think Dallas is clearly legit. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a really interesting question. I don't think it's one that we can answer until we kind of see— Yeah, play later some on. Tough, —some easier teams and— see them grow into it. But it is a fascinating thing to bring up. It could, you know, look, they throttled Atlanta, and right. then they play two much better teams, and it's not as good. So it's a good question. I think the Panthers game will be the real indicator. It's an interesting one, yeah. And the Vegas one, there are a few of those ones where it's like— Vegas is good, though. Vegas is good, but yeah. are they great? I don't know. Like, no, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So 215-592-9494, Elliot's player to watch in just one minute first. Let's go to Coatesville and talk to John. Hey, Johnny. Hey, James. How you doing? Good to hear your voice on a Saturday, my friend. You too. I got a question for Elliot and then a comment. All right. What's going on, man? Nothing much, Elliot. Question for you. If your quarterback is struggling like we all saw on Monday night, wouldn't the smart thing to do be more than three designed once? Yes. I agree with you on that. Now, but to, but, but to counter that, like, I agree. I would have run the ball more. To be clear, I would have run the ball more. But at the end of the day, when the game's getting away from you the way it is, in today's NFL, like you have got to be able to complete passes. So I also can't blame him for sticking to the pass to a certain extent because it was their only way back in. Now, it didn't end up working out, and three is such a comically low number, but I don't hate the fact that he did try to keep passing it because I believe that's how you would have got back into it. I understand what you're saying. And my comment real quick as you were talking about the practices and everything, that we're undefeated. Yeah. You're talking about practice, not the I game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> not the game. Practice. Not right. the game. Well, to be clear, I'm talking about joint practices, but yes. <laughs> that was good I'm work. sorry, I just had to say that. John, no, it was, it was great done. work. You saw an opportunity and you took it, and I appreciate it, sir. John, a pleasure, everybody. Talk to you soon. Have a good day. You too, man. Yeah, I, I, the joint practice thing is definitely something I knew could come back to you, bite me. For those inside baseball, Elliot, a, as he was doing it, told me, he's like, I know that I'm. I, this could, could really But come it's back true. Like, yeah. I'm not backing down from the fact that it's true. They dominated those joint See, practices. where you went wrong was attaching the record. Like, if you had just said, hey, they, they won all their joint practices, right. or hey. 4 no makes were, it catch. They were just better in their – Saying four no makes it like more important than it is in a, you know in people's minds. You yes. know what I mean? Well, I think it's very important, but we'll, we'll find out. Like I do. I was at those practices. They did. dominated. We've argued about it. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Sirianni or Hurts? Who are you more concerned about right now, heading into Week Four and and Week Four itself? Eagles Chiefs. We've still not gotten 
A lot of optimism on the line. No. There's really much Eagles-Chiefs action at all. If you want to weigh in with some optimism or pessimism for that game, feel free. 215-592-9494. Now it is time, though, to get to Elliott's player to watch. And for those who don't know, Elliott has been on a hot. hot. He yeah. had Jalen Hurts week one. Um, Quez week two. Quez week two. And Andre Dillard week three. So, like, three for three. Yes. So, we are going. So, listen in here. Player to watch for this week. It is all brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go, Eagles. Elliot Short Parks, who is your player to watch this week? It's Miles Sanders. It has to be Miles Sanders. It's a smart choice. I would even say that I like. I think it's a good bet that the first play of the game is a Miles Sanders run. Like I think Sirianni is going to come out and get Miles Sanders involved. And Miles Sanders is set up for success. Like Landon Dickerson struggles against the pass, but he's a good run blocker. He, like they they have a big right side of the line. The Chiefs are bad against the run. You're going to want to run the ball to control the clock. Last week Sirianni said he wanted to be aggressive against Dallas because he knew he was gonna they was gonna score. Now I think he's going to have that same attitude but be a little more in trying to control the clock. So you see, all the factors are there for Miles to have a big game. They need to run it more than they did last week. They need to control the clock to keep the Chiefs off the field. And the Chiefs are bad against the run. And they're so, coming off a historic no-run game where there's always yes, exactly. Like in those No matter who they were too. playing. Yeah. So I think Miles Sanders is set up for success, so much so that I didn't trade him in my fantasy league. Look at you. And I think that was the perfect choice. If if I were doing the player to watch, Miles Sanders would have been yeah. my answer to it. It's a great choice. Again, that is brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers. Uh, Elliot Shortbark, James Seltzer. It is Go Birds Radio. We are with you until 3 o'clock. Get in now. 215-592-9494. Optimism or pessimism. But we'd love to hear a little. Try and tell us that the Eagles are going to win tomorrow because we would love to hear it. And of Vegas course, is trying to tell us. Tell us it's, it's closer than yeah, we think. That's exactly. what they're saying. And then Hertz or Sirianni, who are you more concerned about right now heading into week four? It's Elliot and James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Heard that promo there. Shout out to the Phillies. Being done, Dunzo almost essentially two games, two more, but they right? are done. Yes, well, at least Bryce winning got it. season. Yeah. That's a, it's we so did sad. it. It is crazy. Yay! How it's been ten years. Like I remember when I was in yeah, college. Right. Like it was, you know, I just turned thirty the last yeah. time I made the playoffs. I'm forty now. Like yeah, yeah. And it's, I still don't think of them as one of the worst organizations in well, baseball. Well, you should, but they, buddy. They have to you be really should. Point. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, again, the Mariners lost last night, which hurts their chances. But if the Mariners make the playoffs this year, the Phillies will own the longest yeah. postseason drought in the sport. The Arizona Diamondbacks, who are going to lose 110 games this year, which is super hard to do. Like, right. it is really hard to lose 110 games. They've made the playoffs multiple times yeah. since the Phillies have. So and They're like the Bengals. The Marlins, the yep. Orioles, the Pirates, like these like basement dweller teams year by year. Have made it more recently. Well, and the sad thing is, I know they don't they don't pass the luxury tax, but like they spend, you know, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're not. That, a, well, that's you know, they're, they're not <laughs> a small so, market team. I was but. just telling Elliot, and I made this bet on the Park Sportsbook app, and I'm going to collect my money in a few days when the season's over and they pay out. But I told Elliot before the season, we actually did a podcast about yep. like the best over unders, and I was like, somehow Tampa Bay's over under is 87, and it makes no sense. Like mm-hmm. they're one of the they are the best organization in baseball. They were in the World Series last year, like. I will bet my life they're going to win over 87 games. They're at 99 right now, and they're winning today. They might be at 100. Like, they spend a fraction, a quarter of what the Phillies spend and win year after year. So, yeah, it makes it that much more frustrating. It does seem frustrating to you, and it should be. I mean, October baseball in the city is is great, so it's a a shame. Yeah, I know. But you know what? We're done talking about it. Yes. Go Birds. All right, 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phone and see if we get any optimism for tomorrow's Eagles-Chiefs game and, of course, where you're at with Hurts. Sirianni, let's go to Texas and talk to our good buddy CJ. Hey, Siege. 
Yo, I'm coming to you from behind enemy lines again. <laughs> and Elliot, I'm not going to lie, man. I've been listening all week. I was like, man, you show us kind of scarce on the radio. <laughs> what? So, What'd you say? You weren't around much this week. Like, oh, where I was, were you at all week? I, I was on all the shows, yeah. yeah. I wasn't on Julio, but yeah, I was on all the shows. Look. It's been it's been not as fun to do the hits. I'll say yeah. that, but it's uh yeah. It's been, I bet. Yeah. I bet that old zero's budge you throw up there. <laughs> yeah, it was but, a it was an ugly one down there in Texas for sure. Man, I'm gonna say it like this: I'm tired of us being divided as a fan base. You know, you got people who was out on Carson and you know ready to get Jalen in, and if you had anything to say about Jalen that was a concern, it's like, oh, you're a hater. Yep. It's like we need to be past. I like Jalen. I like Carson. I love the birds. It's just what it, what it is. But more importantly, we got to start being realistic of who we are as a franchise right now. We're not – everybody keeps looking at these teams that are in the middle of the pack. I'm like, oh, they're not that good. We're not that good. Yep. We kept saying, like, how we – you and so many ups were taken up for how we – like, oh, mm-hmm. we, we had a good offseason until this point. No, he didn't. We're, we're short on talent. We've been yeah. missing on draft picks. It's just getting to a point to where – we're going to really have to hit rock bottom. My expectations were not playoffs. So, yes, I really had a bone to pick with you when you were getting people. You have an obligation, man. You had people hyped up because you guys are picking 11 wins in playoffs. And it's like, what? Well, look, I I could end up being wrong about that. There's no question. I could end up being wrong. But you know the worst part that's going to happen? What? Is we're going to go through this rough patch, and we might get some winnable games. And all this hoopla is going to come up again. Instead well, if they win games, like, though, CJ, hey. like if they win games, then I think that there's reasons that fans should be excited, right? Like if they if they no, do end up with no, seven, eight man. wins, why not? Like when if my they kid, go ahead. Because when my kid wins a bad game, when he's playing a bad team and he wins, I tell my kid, my eleven year old kid, the truth. Hey, I'm proud that you gave it your all. But guess what? That wasn't a good team. You can't measure yourself as how good you are based on bad teams. But you yourself just said they're a bad team. So if they beat all these bad teams, then they're not a bad team. Then they're above those they teams. They are. That means you're fighting with bad teams. My thing is this. How about we see consistency? We get the consistency. We start seeing, okay, we got some in the foundation. Once we do that, then we can get crunk. But let's stop getting hype when we're not there. Well, look, we'll see what happens. I do think, you know, talked about my calls always. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I mean, look, I think what I was wrong about is the Cowboys are way better than I thought. They're way better. And, and that, also, that that takes the division out of it. Yeah, but again, also, like, you, it, you lo- we're looking like you could be wrong about the depth not being yeah. as important well, as you thought. Yes, you know? agreed. Yeah, right? I mean, that. like, there are things that could turn out. 100%. Way, yeah, so. I am surprised how quickly they've got injured. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I, I under, I, like, I just thought. It's every in, year. It's. You know, and you, look for, and you look so for a reason injuries. for it, and there's no reason. Like, I don't think it's anybody's fault that they keep getting hurt, but it just keeps happening. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It, it is, and, and maybe there is a fault. Maybe there is things you can point to. Maybe if they did this training differently, maybe that. Who knows? I think they've like, tried them all. I, look, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there is or is not an answer. I'm saying maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Right. Regardless, it is, it is insane. It is insane. It's unbelievable. The, the consistency, frequency, and level to which these injuries are happening. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Downingtown and talk to Tom. Hey, Tommy. Hey guys, Happy Go Birds Radio. What's Thanks, up, Tom? Buddy. Happy Go Birds Radio. Uh, like El- El- Elliot. Yes. Uh, you got You got to get real. Okay? okay. All right. Tell me and why. Four. Four of your five uh, reasons or or hopes or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't put a lot of faith in. The last one, the last one was a good one because you have a shot at the Chiefs if you get if you get the good hits in. And the problem is the Eagles, the organization, Sirianni is way over his head. Yeah. You got to know who you are. Having the arrogance, and that's what it was, having the arrogance to uh, say, oh, we, got, we all need to do the preseason. We, we, we win practices. And then have a team like the Patriots and Belichick clean your clock and say, oh, that doesn't matter. That hurts. Okay? Yeah, but they won week one. They were not rusty. They came right, out but, week one. But they, they are. But they they beat a bad Falcons team week one. But also, like they are rusty uh, from a from a from a ready to play standpoint, from a, a discipline mm-hmm. standpoint. I mean, the penalties and all that stuff that does go to that. Like you could argue that maybe they're not as bad with that stuff if they had had a little more preseason. May, maybe it's but possible. We, we don't know. We I mean, we I, we don't a know. A rookie, a rookie coach out coached another rookie coach in week one. Yes. Sam Fran, Kyle Shanahan had a good game plan. It was nipping soft. They didn't score on us. That was good. But we couldn't produce. Yeah, the Sirani was bad against the 49ers. And of those three teams, it looks like it looks like with Dak back, Elliott running the ball, they tuned him up. Yeah. He ran it down our throat. Now, what you said, two things you said. We're catching the Chiefs, and they're a little bit weak. You know, Andy mm-hmm. Reid went to the hospital. Maybe maybe he didn't game plan as, as no. good as he normally I mean, does. It's po- I mean, it, Tom, it's po- – and very good call, Tom. Call us more. It's, it's possible. Look, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to rest uh, or, you know, count count on that. that I mean, that, look, they're one and two. They're, they're one, one and two, two for a reason. And the Eagles they, have the same record. Yep. And and they have – there are – to your points about the defense, I know their numbers and all that type of stuff, but to your points, like – they have been bad on defense, flat out, and they have played solid teams. Like right. they played a tough schedule, but they have been bad on defense. Although the Ravens struggled to score against the Lions, they did. Right, that's so, true, and they put up a ton of points. A ton on of points on the Kansas Chiefs. City. So, yeah, so that's I mean, an interesting one. They should be able to move the ball tomorrow. Well, speaking of that, uh, we've been waiting all show for a caller who has some optimism for tomorrow. It looks like we have one, unless the board is lying to me. Let's go to John in Hamilton. John, you think they got a shot? Hi, guys. Yeah, I do. Uh, super happy to finally get into the show. Uh, thanks All for right. calling, so, call, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I was a huge pod listener, so it's nice to finally oh, talk to you guys. Awesome, man. Thank you All for right. calling in. Awesome. So, while I am not expecting a win tomorrow, I certainly think it's possible, and uh, I would not be surprised if we pull it out. All right. And uh, the first reason I think that is because our D-line is our strongest unit right now, even though they, they weren't great against Dallas. They've still been pretty strong all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javon Hargrave's having a monster season. I think he's been and the best saw, Eagles player this year so far. We saw last year on the national stage what happens when you break through that Chiefs offensive line and you put pressure on Mahomes, mm-hmm. and then you see the entire offense start to break down. So That's if a really we can interesting get point. through, and Mahomes is reckless with the ball, down. and also to that point, uh, where the Eagles have struggled so far this season is stopping the run, which we obviously saw on Monday night in a big way, like. Chiefs have been bad at running the ball. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he might not be good. Yeah. I, I watch him, and I feel like I, when I'm watching Rager, where it's a guy where I just I don't see that burst. I mm-hmm. don't see that, like, why was this guy a first-round pick? I don't see it. So that's possible, too. Yeah, there's plenty of running backs I'm a lot more scared of than Clyde. Me, too. And then another thing, also, if we go back to the Super Bowl, um, Andy Reid was dealing with off-the-field issues 
that that week. And yeah. I think that certainly affected his game plan, and that affected him as a coach. And, again, he was in the hospital. I think, again, we're seeing off-the-field issues affect Andy Reid. And yeah. I don't think he's going to be on top of his game again. I mean, so. it's possible. Like, again, I know it wasn't a big deal. It was just dehydration or whatever they said. But he did go to the hospital, yeah. throw off his whole rhythm for the week. Who knows how he felt the rest of the week. If nothing else, like, there is at least the possibility that we're not getting 100% Andy. And then I think we can win the coaching battle because while Sirianni has not been great so far, I don't think he's going to continue his bad patterns. Yep. Uh, he, he had a big wake-up call last week. He needs to run the ball more. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are not good against the run. So he, I feel like he almost he got what he needed. Uh, yeah, it's a perfect time to be in that ball. situation too, right? If there's any game where you, you have to hope they run the ball, this is it. So coming off the only three-carry game, you know, three runs against the Cowboys, it's a perfect time to set up to run the ball. So, yeah, those are my big points. John, this is, we're this, win. these were well thought out. Like, I'm like you. I don't think they're going to win, but you made me feel a little bit better, man. I you think did. you should pick them, John. I, Come on. I, you're I, there. I can tell you're there. <laughs> Be the one to pick them. Then next week you can call in and say you called. I picked them out. All right. You pick them? Just for you, Elliot, if they win, I will call you next week to celebrate. Love right. it. We will get you John, on John, call week. us again, man. Thank you. And thanks for listening to the pod. We always, you know, really – Means the world to us. Yes, we really appreciate sure. it. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Look, I, I thought it was a, an interesting case, and I do think. Look, as as you know, we joke about the line thing, but but it is a real thing. Like when you look at a line. Yes. After what we saw last week, knowing the Chiefs are one and two and desperate, desperate for a win, coming in here like that line feels like it should be double digits. At worst, like nine nine and a half, and you look at it, it's just stayed at seven. In certain places, it's moved back to six and a half. I know in parks right now, it's at seven. Like. It's weird. Like, yeah, it is it's a line that, that makes, makes you think. Makes my eyebrows kind of perk up a little bit. I'm like, huh. And again, that? it's interesting. So the Chiefs are a team that plays to the competition. Like they are not a team that bulldozes people week after week. It's not like the Eagles in 2017 where they're beating guys, you know, beating teams by 30 plus points. I mean, the Chiefs are in a lot of close games all the time. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go for Go Birds Radio. Jody Mack. Coming up after that again one more time, let me remind you that pro and college football are in full swing. The Park Sportsbook app has you covered. It's the only sportsbook app and casino app that I recommend, that Elliot recommends, that we here at Go Birds recommend, and it's based right here in the Delaware Valley. Parks is the home team for sports betting. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to 5 Hundred dollars, yes, a five hundred dollar risk free bet. It is a great deal, and there's so much fun to be had while you watch these games. There's live in game play by play betting, which lets you bet while you watch. It is a wild ride with wild swings and big time opportunities to make some money. And you could, of course, you can bet on more than the score, you can bet on player performances, on passing and rushing yards, touchdown, halftime score, who scores first, and so much. More get in on the action right now. And more than anything, you're watching these games anyway. It's just more fun to have a little action on it. I root harder for a team if I've got some money on them. It's a fact. It makes the game more fun. And again, you have this great deal. Here it is again. If you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. A $500 risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details, the terms and conditions. Download the app or click parkscasino.com slash and Use our promo code GOBIRDS. It's GOBIRDS Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Final segment for Elliot and I, Jody Mack. Coming up next, uh, we'll get to as many calls as we can. How about that? Eagles-Chiefs tomorrow, where you stand on Syria and Hurts. Let's squeeze in as many as we can before we get out of here. 
one of my favorite midday show calls. Let's go to Downingtown and talk to Paul. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's happening, guys? Man, great nice show to hear you always. on a Saturday, man. Yeah, yeah, nice getting through. I always listen. Like, I can't always get through. You guys are popular. <laughs> good to so, talk uh, to you, man. Yeah, yeah, good to hear from you, too. I'll, hey, listen, um, the words, I got a little bit of a, an, an issue just really with what's been going on citywide um, across all four sports. It's not just the Eagles that don't draft well. We win one championship every decade. It's not a lot for a, a, a major city with four major franchises. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's just a predominant theme in this city that no franchise drafts well. Now, on the, the, the birds, I mean, they're paying for it every year, year in, year out. Every, every other caller on the show and, 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 and the WIP is how does Howie Roseman still have a job? And I don't know when or how we can do something about it, but all the draft picks in the world aren't going to help us next year if Howie's the one pulling the trigger. Yep. Something has to be done. It, it, it's it's long well, time. Well, and Paul, time. especially think about like with the situation we're talking about Hertz and Sirianni in this show today. But like there is a definitely a realistic scenario where certainly with Hertz, we know this is like a one year win the job right. type of thing. But Sirianni too, if it ends up being a disaster, like who knows what happens? There is no way they can let Howie Roseman pick the next quarterback or the next head coach of this team. You're exactly right. And, and, and you know, it, it, I'm not going to echo your statements. Let's just say I agree with you 100%. Hopefully tomorrow, you know, the birds come out and surprise us. The offense does set up pretty well against their defense. Yeah. Of course, we're going to have to worry about Jason Kelsey. He's going to have a field day against our linebackers tomorrow. I'd take the over and put the house on it, but go birds and, and let's bring one home we don't expect. Paul, always a pleasure, my friend. And look, to, to that point, like, it does happen all the time. I, I think, like, the most classic recent one that people point to is that uh, chip game in New England going yep. up. Like, that was a game that everyone on the planet thought the Eagles e- were going to lose. Eagles-Niners last turnovers. year. Eagles-Niners last year. We all went into that saying, oh, they're losing this game. Yeah. Like, so, it, and look, we've seen many times where uh, Chip's first year, they lose to, to Denver, what, like 55 to 20 or something. They make the playoffs that year. Yeah. Like, you could see years where you have a horrible loss that feels like the season's over, and it's not, but... I'm still very nervous. Well, about we'll look, where we're we'll at. see. I mean, it can Chip pulled the Eagles out in 2013 out of a rough start. Doug, I mean, the first year they were seven and nine, but they rebounded as the year went on. We'll see if Sirianni can do that. Let's go to North Philly and talk to another great midday show caller. What up, Terrence? What's going on? How are How you, going? man? Good to hear you on the weekend, my friend. The, yeah, man, I'm out here getting the car washed, and nice. I got to tell you, I think the Eagles are going to win. Whoa. Elliot, listen, I think we're going to win, and I'm going to tell you why. All right, right. Historically, games where we're picked to lose, where everybody picks us to lose, we somehow pull it off. And yeah. games where and games where we're picked to win, we somehow find a way to lose. Yeah, yeah we're talking about those kind of ineffable uh, 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 things. Right? Hear me out. Not, not only and we, you guys talked about Frank Clark, but Frank Clark is out tomorrow. The both the corners is out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That we have, a, we we can exploit the hell out of that. Yeah, defense they're like tomorrow. moving Chris Jones to and, the outside. And, yeah. He's not nearly as as dangerous outside. Yeah, but my inside. concern, Terrence, just real quick, I'll, I'll let you finish. Is like, can the offense actually take advantage of it? That's my question. I agree, it's there to be taken advantage of. Can they do it? That's where I'm not I, as confident. I, I don't know. I think I don't know. If, I, it wasn't last year. The year before last, where Doug had one of those type of games Nick had last week. Last week. And he came out the following week and ran the ball super crazy. Yep. And we and, and and not only did we win, we won. We won by a large margin. It's yep. going to be one of those. I, I feel like it's going to be one of those type of games. 
Well, look, if they can beat the Chiefs tomorrow in any way, but not only just that, in a large way, it's a it's a season changer. Oh, it's a it, season it changer. It changes the whole perspective on everything. T, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for calling. All right. Love the positivity, too. I mean, again, I, I'm loving the positivity, and now we're starting to get a few calls. I can't get there. I still think the Chiefs win. I think they cover yeah. tomorrow. But but I, I do think there are, there are realistic things you can point to where it could go the other way. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, Can the Eagles take advantage of it? There will be plays to be made there. Will Hurts make the throws? Will Sirianni run the ball enough? Like, Those are my concerns. And if they do it, they absolutely have a chance. I just don't know if they'll do it. Let's keep the awesome midday show caller train going. Another one. Enzo in Westchester. Hey, pal. (laughs) What's up, James? What's going on, calling in at the end. Thank you. What's going on, Elliot? What up? I think Jalen's going to be fine. I think the fault our Jalen's issues right now, he's just a little unsure of letting it go, maybe, so to speak. I could be wrong, but I think preseason hurt Jalen. If he played more in the preseason, I think it would have been better last week's game. Maybe. I mean, look, I think a lack of reps overall, it's only his seventh game. You, you'll see him grow, and I think he can improve. I don't know how much preseason would have helped, but, yeah, maybe you're right. What's your thoughts, guys, on how he's using this season as a scapegoat season so when this season goes bad, which I think it's going to go bad, Jeffrey can't blame it on Howie. I think it depends. Like, I do believe in the Eagles organization, they are looking at 2022. You have all the draft picks. You know, you have a rookie head coach. So it could be that almost no matter what happens, Howie's not fired. But, I mean, if it gets really ugly, I don't know if Howie survives. To, it. Great, to it, what James has said, like, if they have to fire Sirianni, then I definitely think Howie's gone. That's where I'm at too, Enzo. But if I had to bet, I think yeah, I the think odds that they went, yeah, they went into this season, Howie and Jeffrey, knowing – that they were not going to be great this year, like we talked about a lot, at least not likely to be great. And thus, you know, well, yeah. unless, it, unless it all falls apart, I would, I mean, especially I, with him going out and getting the picks and doing all that stuff, I, I'd be surprised. And how he, look, in my opinion, I don't think how he's about winning this year or next year. I think he's just about monitoring the books for Jeff. And well, you know, I, I think like, it's more that I, I think how he is, as we've talked about it many times, Elliot, who has, has defended how he at times, mm-hmm. like has said many times that Howie Roseman's greatest skill, the thing that he is best at, is keeping his job. That is his num- yeah. it's his superpower. So yeah, I like agree. the way he set this up is is in a way where, you know, he kind of But know, if it like gets has ugly. a way to keep his job. It yeah. It could get exactly. ugly though. Yeah, but Elliot, it's a business. Like I'm the owner, I'm Jeff. You're saving me money on all these weak minded not weak minded, sorry, all these coaches that are inexperienced, so to speak, with the players and, and working around their talents and, yeah. and not having a, a decent season. I think it's just a few good year, man. It, it could be. We're gonna I mean, look. The final record will dictate that. If they only win two or three, four games, then I think there's a chance Howie's gone. But yes, the odds are that Howie is back for 2020. Thanks for the call. So great calls always. Let's squeeze one more in here, and I'm gonna go with someone who says there's a reason for hope. Let's end on a positive. Nate in Carlisle. Nate, what's on your mind, pal? Gentlemen, I got to tell you, I have cut more grass listening to your show, but I am a first timer, <laughs> and I love. Your show. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. My reason for hope is this. I watched both of those guys look deflated throughout that game, Mm -hmm. but I don't think either one of them plays from ego. I think that that the coach doesn't coach from that place. I don't think Jalen plays from that place. I agree. I do, too. I I think it's a good point, And I think both of them will try to do everything they can to say, we will not repeat the same mistakes game after game. And that was the problem we had with Carson and with Doug. Nobody wanted to give in and do something different 
and we kept getting the same result. And and, and that was ultimately what point. failed Chip too. The same thing that failed Chip is Absolutely. Chip wanted to do things his way, and he wanted people to conform to his way, and he wasn't willing to give. It's a great point. And dude. that's why I think Sirianni will run the ball tomorrow. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And he'd be smart to not only do have Miles run it in the first series. But to design a run play for Jalen to get the secondary on its heels. Yeah. Hey, really good point, man. Getting I out to a good you. start tomorrow is so crucial. It's, I mean, when this team has paramount. struggled over the past few years, they fall behind like they did last week, 21-7 or whatever it was. Well, especially at home. Even yes. more so at home to get that crowd behind you. I mean, that crowd is going to be ready to go one way or the other. Oh, yes. You very know? much. So, it'll it'll you swing. Know what? Yeah. And I know this is a sore spot today, but, you know, Simmons, our crowds got behind our team. Yep. Yeah. Our crowd got behind a guy who couldn't shoot a free throw. And guess what? They're going to get behind a team that still definitely has a chance. I agree with you, Nate. I agree, but I do think there is the potential for after that Dallas game, if things start going poorly from the jump, it could snowball and they could be walking in the locker room. Well, they could definitely get booed booing. in the locker room. So, sure. No question. <laughs> hey, Nate, great call, man. Call us again. Uh, did, Thank you, take, gentlemen. Take more lawn mows during uh, our <laughs> show and give us a call, man. That was great. You got it. Thanks, Nate. And uh, sorry to anyone we couldn't get to. As I always say, we literally – could not do this show without yes. the awesome, amazing callers we get. Uh, Elliot, final thought before we get out of here. Eagles, Chiefs tomorrow. Do you feel any better about the game? Because you were, between the two of us, you are more You are more on the Eagles are going to keep it close. Side yeah. I am. You picked the Eagles to cover. I, I did. I the, the Chiefs to cover. Feeling any better? Look, the, the line is interesting. And I do think that the defense is bad on the Chiefs, and it might not just be the Chiefs here. I have, what's stopping me from picking them is I don't know if they can take advantage of it. So, at the beginning of the week, I thought, you know, obviously they didn't have a chance to win this game. I'm still kind of there. I think it's going to be, you know, 10-plus points maybe around there. But, I look, they have, they can do it if they play well. I don't think that if they play a perfect game, they'll still lose. If they play a good game tomorrow and they do what they need to on offense, they have a very real chance to win. Thank you again to everyone who called in. Thank you to Dan Wilson and Francisco Rojas's Go Birds debut behind the glass. Thank you, Fran. We really appreciate your help today. And, uh, again, coming up next – the legend Jody Mack is coming up next, leading you up to Phillies baseball at 6 o'clock. So for Elliot, I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.